Yesterday, Stuart Greif showed how technology might upgrade our ability to provide hospitality. And today, I want you to hear from Equinox Hotel's CEO, Chris Norton, about the timeless aspects of hospitality. It's this dance between timelessness and technology that makes hospitality so interesting. So stay tuned to hear how this may look for you. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. The basics in luxury hospitality really haven't changed. There's certain things that we do different. There's procedures that we do different. There is technology that we do different. We have streamlined travel, but basic experience of getting into a bed or taking a shower or having breakfast or being warmly welcomed have not changed. And so the human interaction is exactly the same. And the way you focus on your guest and the way you make sure that you custom make the experience, it's not different. Many things as a young man or boy, I, I learned and I still think back of things that struck me back then, tiny little lessons that influenced the way of how we think and creating a value system. It wasn't necessarily about learning a specific task, but how we think about tasks and how they affect the guest experience. I do think back to these times very often. And I'm still in touch with my first hotel when I was 16. And I'm in touch with the owners and, and in touch with many people that went through that hotel. So it has been an amazing journey since then. Tell me more about that value system. How would you describe some of those values that have been foundational for you? So we're a very people-intense business, depending on the level of industry and the level of service we provide, more or less. But typically in the luxury segment of our industry, it's a very people-intense business. If you go to countries outside the developed Western world, sometimes the labor pools are much larger. And so you realize that if you want to deliver consistently at a high level to guests that are around 24-7, you depend on people to deliver the thousands of experiences a day that make up the entire image. And so the values around people and people leadership and the way we treat people and the way we make people feel is fundamental to the success of a luxury hotel. That hasn't changed. I hate to say I've been doing this for 50 years. So it's still the same. And I think with AI coming in, and I know you want to discuss AI a little bit, I think even more important because that's something computers will not be able to replace. That timeless nature of hospitality is actually very, very attractive to me. I want to get into the work that you're doing now, but reflecting over your career, you have an extensive background in luxury hospitality leadership. And to bring this notion of timelessness to life, I wonder if there are specific practices that you can recall from some of your work in other brands that you've integrated or adapted into your work at Equinox Hotels now. So I think some of it goes back to sincerity and authenticity. If I give you examples that literally just happened to me in the last week. So I just came back from an extensive trip for the last 10 days. I started off flying into Miami, from Miami into Dubai, from Dubai into Riyadh, from Riyadh up to the West Coast of Saudi Arabia. 
up and down the coast and then back via Qatar into London, London back. So experiences, Miami. Somebody said I should try the, I think it's called the Bright Star. It's a new train system they started two years ago that connects Miami with Orlando. And I needed to go to a meeting in Palm Beach. And so they said, you know what, much better to go on the train. Being Having grown up in Europe, trains for me are not a, a weird thing. So I went there and I, I was really excited to looking forward to this train because trains in the U.S. have a bad rap. In general, it's not a good experience. The experience was amazing. I talked to people. I, my whole trip, I talked about this experience on the Bright Star. Smiles, people welcoming you, helping you. And I remember the sentence, have a bright day. I think that was kind of their thing. So we're not talking about an uber luxury experience, but it was incredibly clean. It was well-maintained and it was incredibly friendly. I felt amazing. Okay. This is a train. This is a train experience for an hour and 20 minutes, I think it took. I then flew via Dubai and stayed in a luxury hotel. It was great. The hotel I built, so I know everybody then. So they were very welcoming. So expected. But I ended up in a camp. I think you call it a camp. It was 15,000 construction workers building one of the big sites. And they're from all over the world, but mostly from Pakistan, Sri Lanka, India, and kind of an amazing facility, incredibly clean, nothing luxurious about it. But a Filipino manager greeted us when we came in to the design director and myself. We're going to stay there for a few days. They assigned rooms that couldn't have been more basic. A light, a shower, a door, a window, a lock, and a bed with a blanket on it. It was kind of it was like Boy Scout camp. It was so well run. It was so incredibly welcoming the way they did it. It was nothing luxurious about it. But it was an amazing experience from a human interaction perspective. It blew me away. And I've been talking about that to everybody since I've been traveling. And then on the way back, I have a daughter who works in London with a hotel group. And so I always get a very courteous rate when I stay there. And it's a very luxurious hotel that my parents used to stay in. So this is old school European palace world. And it doesn't really get more luxurious than that. And the sense of welcome back, making me feel totally at ease, knowing my preferences, not sending me stuff I didn't need, but sending me stuff that I actually wanted, surprising me with certain things, delighting with certain things, touches, little touches, was world-class. And so within this one week, I had, you know, from a train experience in Florida to a construction camp in the Middle East to a London Uber luxury hotel. And it's the humanity that tied it all together. In each one of them, it's the people that were there that made me feel special, that made the experience spectacular. So I think that's the element that sews it all together. And that hasn't changed in 50 years. It was the same thing when my parents traveled or I traveled or our grandparents traveled. I appreciate you walking through that because I, for someone who has led incredible array of hospitality companies, what stands out to you is interesting, right? Because you've kind of seen it all, right? And so these are the things that for the most sophisticated travelers are an opportunity to differentiate and stand out and be remarkable. There is... Another thing that you've said before that great luxury isn't wasteful, you touched on this in kind of a few elements of what you said, wasn't necessarily luxurious environments. It seems that great hospitality maybe as well isn't wasteful. Of course, there's implications for sustainability, but I think there's also implications for efficiency as well. I wonder, it seems from kind of what you've shared elsewhere, some of your growing up in Switzerland has shaped how you think about 
eliminating waste in the way that you run a, a business. Could you speak a little bit to that, some of those early experiences and how that shapes your thinking on that? So I think great luxury is thoughtful. Great luxury is rare. So you do things that are very rare and that are masterfully crafted and craft like in the own sense, craftsmanship and actually producing goods, which also I think is something that's going to come back with AI being more prevalent. But the whole sense of crafting an experience that is thoughtful and relevant is more important than adding another layer of gold plating. Where Switzerland shaped it is the Swiss community at its base is a farming community. It's a 750-year-old democracy. I think it's the wealthiest or one of the wealthiest countries in the world today. It is not a show-off environment. They define luxury by rarity, and rarity today has become resources, clean water, clear air, safety. And so I think as we design luxury hotel experiences, there are certain things that especially appeal to a newer generation who is much more aware of that value system. I think the Swiss were just seemed like 50 years ahead of everybody and realizing it and implementing it and, and spending a lot of resources in making sure that as they design product infrastructure, building new hotels, that they were very conscious of environment, sustainability, resources well spent, and things function correctly. And so as we go in and design our experience, that is a huge part of the DNA. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot. So they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. 
They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 